What language is that? You mean your name is Jones? Yet you, you don't, don't speak Welsh? Welcome back to another episode of the Indiana Jones Universe, a podcast in which we learn more about the character of Indiana Jones, exploring other content in the Indiana Jones Universe. As always, I'm Will. And I'm Max. And thanks for joining us for episode 17, in which today we're finally going to begin our soundtrack review and discussions here on the podcast. Obviously, we've been talking about the Young Indiana Jones television series. And if you're a fan of the show, you're probably a fan of the music, as Max and I are, uh, because the music is really, really good. And, of course, we watch the Indiana Jones films, right? Raiders, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, all that. And we hear the Raiders march, right? We remember all those action scenes, Marion's love theme, uh, the father-son story, and it's really because John Williams' music is very, very important in really kind of putting that final puzzle piece in completing the indie-style adventure. Right. And we really feel like the same thing applies here in Young Indie, and even the video games as well with great soundtracks. Lawrence Rosendahl, Joel McNeely, and many other composers did a great job putting the score together. We've been talking about it in the episodes we reviewed and uh, we have reviewed Chapter 7, Love Sweet Song, a few weeks ago. And we feel like this episode was the first episode to, one, have a lot of the score released and available. And two, to have the most kind of provocative and really kind of important score yet. And we thought it would be a good chance to start our film score reviews and start talking about the so soundtracks like we promised originally. So, uh, what we're going to do in these episodes is basically, uh, we are going to follow uh, youngindianajonesmusic.com. This is a website that a fan uh, put a lot of time and a lot of devotion to in creating for all of us fans. And basically, uh, there are two types of music in Young Indiana Jones. Release music, which is available on soundtrack CDs or cassettes, which you can buy. They're kind of rare, but you can find them online. And then it's also posted on YouTube as well. And then there's also unreleased music, which is actually music that hasn't been released, but has actually been used in the video games. And if you also own the Young Indie DVD box sets, those are also available in some of the games and uh, documentaries and things. And so someone out there decided, hey, actually, if you just access the music files to these things, you can actually grab these files. Uh, we can title them. They're used in Young Indie. And you can basically create your own mini soundtrack for personal use only, which is really awesome because you can get over 100 unreleased tracks uh, from taking the music files to these things. So it's really, really great. So what we've decided to do here is for soundtrack enthusiasts and for beginners who maybe don't know much about the soundtrack, mm -hmm. we're going to go through every single track, released or unreleased, in each episode that we talk about. And we're going to tell you where to get it, how to get it. We're going to talk about the tone of the piece, uh, the music theory behind it, the instruments, what we like about it, uh, what happens, and all these sort of things. We'll talk about where to get it and everything in between. Uh, so this will be really a full score breakdown, each individual track. If you like the film scores, we really highly recommend you listen in. I mean, right, yeah, we've talked pretty much every episode that we record about right. Young Indy. We've talked about the soundtrack so much, and here we are actually doing the score review, so exactly. you guys get to hear what we're talking about for once. Right, so <laughs> we're going to start with Ireland 1916 and London 1916. Uh, and yeah, and before we get started, uh, on our blog at the website, we posted a couple of updates on the blog and some important information, so I highly recommend you go over there and take a look at that blog post. There's some important news that you might want to hear. But without right. further ado, let's get started, shall we? Yes! So, Ireland 1916 is the first half of Chapter 7, and uh, this is composed by Lawrence Rosenthal, uh, was recorded by the Philharmonic Munich Orchestra, and 
there are five tracks available on the Volume 4 soundtrack CD, which actually was just published on YouTube individually, so you can go there and listen to it. Um, so our first track is Welcome to Ireland. So the first thing I noticed when I was listening to this track is this really kind of introduces us to Ireland. Well, I mean, it's called Welcome to Ireland. Right, you expect, <laughs> you know? And what I like about this track specifically is when this episode starts, you remember they get off that huge steamship, right? Right. And they get to Ireland, and they're going through the countryside, the scenery, all that. And we have this kind of very melodic approach. Because in some of these tracks that we've heard, and even in Indiana Jones movies as well, right. sometimes we hear more sound effects or instruments yeah. that are kind of used throughout. This is more the standard melodic approach to a film score. Well, right. I with mean, the there's... violins having this really, really great, extravagant theme at the beginning. Right. You know, picture. There's, we see some, you know, a uh, bunch of scenes that are being like put through. Like we see beautiful scenes of Ireland and right. like pictures, and it's so beautiful as the strings are playing this, you know, welcoming theme. I guess really, you could say. and especially talk about those scenes. We see some hills and kind of some. Uh, other areas as well. We see the city, of course, of Dublin, Ireland. And again, these were real locations. And this really, to me, describes the authenticity of the locations. Right. This music, because it's something you would hear throughout Ireland. Even right. though we're not actually hearing it in the actual episode. Right. It's going over it. It still, to me, kind of communicates that idea. And especially the atmospheric and calm tone that we're hearing with lots and lots of strings. And this violin theme at the beginning is really, really great. And especially the first time I listened to this, it really caught my attention, and I think really perfectly describes what's going on in this scene here. And I just love the use of the harp in that first part here. And, right. you know, then we start transitioning into this Irish folk tune. Right. Which is not by Lawrence Rosenthal, but is a real Irish folk tune, actually. Right. Now, he did obviously change this and kind of adapt to right. it. Right. Um, but what I really like, especially about this one, is it does feel like one of those classic Irish folk tunes. And the transition starts with this kind of flute melody. And then, what I really not noticed and like is in this as well is, we start with this kind of fiddle solo on the violin. Ooh. And remember, this is when Indy gets work at the bar. Right. right? And the two guys start fighting. And he's balancing these glasses like right. magic. You know? I know, like, really. Like he's And he starts balancing all these beers and stuff. And then this is when this starts playing. It starts with the solo. And then it starts. he starts balancing the beers. And then it really gets to this kind of upbeat tone. Right. And keep in mind here as well, he's in a restaurant in kind of this old Irish pub. This is music that they would play in, at an old Irish pub. Right, exactly. Which is why I love this part of the track because it really kind of, to me really replicates and describes the scene that Lucas was trying to convey here. get over the fiddle in that song it is so beautiful right and the fact that they used a fiddle for a real irish folk tune amazing quality and especially as we transition in this next part of the song that i think we should really discuss here 
is we have this Irish folk tune, and as we transition into this episode, I want to talk about how these tracks are used in the episode and what's happening, because like I said, it's really the actual scenes and plot and storyline that really kind of changes the narrative of all these songs that we keep hearing. So, if you remember, Indy's walking around, and he sees some soldiers as he's walking around Dublin. Right. And he also sees, and you know, we know that kind of Ireland wants to gain its independence and things. Right. And we kind of transition into this kind of melancholy, almost interesting new section that we have that really is a complete contrast in tone. Right. From this nice Irish folk tune that we heard. Right. And, and then this we... is really kind of a foreshadowing to kind of what happens later as well. And it's a little bit mysterious, but not necessarily too sad either. And I prefer to think of this as the Ireland sad theme because it recurs many, many times throughout the episode, especially in sad parts and parts where Ireland is, you know, trying to gain their independence, which is a bit of a foreshadowing to what is going to be happening later in the episode. What's interesting about this track as well is just the variety and there's really kind of three sections to this first track you have this theme at the beginning that's kind of welcoming and then you have this irish folk tune that's very upbeat and then this more kind of mysterious ending tone here yeah. and i think that same structure actually appears exactly the same way in track number two maggie <laughs> here we start with a very upbeat and happy theme because again he's about to meet maggie one of right. one of his many many loves of his life right <laughs> um, uh you know and we start with uh you know some very brief strings with right you know very it's kind of a light tone almost. yes it's and a light they use a little tone. bit of spiccato as well on yes. the violin strings and i think that's really interesting as well and also i was talking about this structure because this next section here goes back to some Irish folk tunes that we heard yes. earlier. And I really like this one specifically, and I have to give it to Lawrence Rosenthal here, for incorporating the authenticity of all these classic, classic Irish folk tunes, because he uses a lot of strong accents, the change in style is very apparent, and it really goes well with the Ireland episode. <laughs> You know, without Lawrence Rosenthal, including the Irish jig and the fiddle in right. Ireland, it would not be the same episode at all. Oh, there no. would, it would not feel as authentic. Right, I agree. And especially as we go to this ending of Maggie. Right. Which is an interesting one, too, because we think about it at the beginning. Maggie and Indy, they have a pretty good relationship toward the start. Yeah. And to consider that this song is five minutes long we hear this interesting theme that we kind of heard in Welcome to Ireland at the beginning, which is kind of describes what Indy and Maggie are going through in the episode. Right. And especially we hear the violins going to this kind of minor tone. And the same structure, like I said, as Welcome to Ireland is apparent here. And the style, right. to me, really 
reflects the environment and the relationship between these characters. favorites from really? just Ireland in general because it again it's what reoccurs throughout many parts of the episode even really if it's too yeah and the thing that I thought was interesting as well about this is especially considering it's very abrupt as well you don't right. expect it coming no you don't because you know him and Maggie have a great relationship and all right. of a sudden there's this you know weird sad and minor key right. and we're like oh and it and doesn't lead very well into the next you know actually well speaking of uh, unexpected tracks I really personally like the next track, Fight yes. the Bakery, which was really, really nice. And so the first thing that I like about this is it really gets you going. And especially oh, we talk yeah. about a lot of these action-packed kind of scenes and music that we hear with John Williams. Uh huh. I feel like we're here in the Fight in the Bakery. Oh, easily. And I mean, so it starts with that the, John Williams style. It definitely is. And it starts with the violins and violas with this very low kind of uh, staccato and very, very quiet bass line. Right. And then it's a little bit harsh, actually, if you notice the tone that they're using and style, but it's very quiet. It's right. not loud yet. No. Because as they get gradually louder and louder and louder, we go to this magnificent cello solo, which is really great. And, oh. I, and I actually play the cello, and I've learned how to play this. It's really, really fun. Yes. And it's this also goes off a classic Irish folk tune as well. And it's a great theme, the resonance of sounds, and it even almost gets kind of mysterious that turns into the folk tune almost. And the style of this is awesome. It is so beautiful. Right. And, and it's really fun, too. It's upbeat. And especially considering Sean and Indy are fighting in the bakery. And I know you like that scene. Oh, yes. This has <laughs> got to be one of my favorite songs out of Ireland. It definitely is. And especially the scene, too, is great when they're fighting in the bakery. The flowers going all over the place. And at the end, they're like, why are we even fighting by this Right. Point? And it's great, too, especially considering I just love the fact that they incorporated these Irish folk tunes, and it's really fun to listen to. kind of 30 seconds ish it starts with this oboe theme that's a rendition of themes we heard in the last track previously right and at the end there's hard brisk percussion and strings with accents which really cap off the end of this exciting really kind of vigorous irish folk tune theme <laughs> ¶¶ 
Find the Bakery, one of my favorite tracks, and that leads perfectly into the Uprising. Right, which is an interesting track that actually starts with this minor theme and a rendition from Welcome to Ireland. Right. And it starts with the violins, the violas, and what you need to hear here that I think is really important, especially considering the Uprising. Well, that kind of implies that the Irish Rebellion is starting. And remember during the scene when Indy uh, and Maggie and everyone, they come right in front of that post office and they see the soldiers... And this really begins this start of this Irish Rebellion. And especially as we progress through these last two tracks, specifically the Uprising, it definitely really goes well with exactly what's happening in this scene. And specifically what you need to hear here is the change in style that is portrayed well through this music. I just cannot get over how they use those strings right. right there. And they use them a lot, too, which is yeah. interesting. And you don't really hear as many of the instruments as you do the violin, at least for now. Well, I mean, a lot, just a lot of the songs, even throughout the whole series, they use a lot of strings and not as many brass or woodwind. Which Right, and we see a difference, actually, in composers as well. Right. Which we'll notice eventually, too, once we get into the second half here with the melee. Now, to be fair, you can... You can make the violin and just any string instrument sound like a lot of different instruments. You can, and we've seen that already with this different style as right. well here. And I want to talk a little bit more about what actually happens in this episode, because as we transition into this track of the Uprising, um, we hear this uh, string start uh, with this interesting kind of eighth note rhythm pattern, which actually kind of is a prelude into everyone getting ready to fight in the Irish Rebellion. And we see Sean and Indy, together right during this scene and maggie doesn't want sean to leave right and we see this and you know it's kind of this brisk you know very interesting brass section that also starts with this as well right and i always loved the fact that they used the real locations in the episode and we've talked about this plenty of times as well yeah it's just because it really goes well with if the irish rebellion was actually happening during this time period mm -hmm. and especially considering this track too it transitions from this minor section this really great kind of suspenseful tone that we hear here. interesting section of this piece because this really gradually increases into a different style and progressively gets a lot louder and more complex as we transition into this track right and then we you know we're transitioning into this big brass part and, and they're used for the melody right this. and it's the first part that the brass instruments are even used in this song which, right you really. know goes back to what we were talking about how strings are used a lot in right a lot of Lawrence rosenthal especially all of his songs you know right. and you know we're in this upbeat fast interesting rhythm and as you'll hear here there are plenty of you know minor background instruments that really enhance the song's tone <laughs> Thank you. 
communicates to me this high, fast-paced action. Something about it really communicates that tone. And even towards the end of the song, we hear this louder version of the previous section. And this is actually in the episode when the cannons start to fire and the war really starts. And this chromatic pattern at the end, with this abrupt ending, communicates almost the actual abrupt ending that we hear and see, even in the episode as well. And I just love how they use those big strings and brass, and then there's that abrupt ending, like you said. And that leads perfectly into our next song, A Terrible Beauty, where we start with these suspenseful strings, because this is right after the war has ended, right? And right, and it kind of signals the sadness from the war, and this is this quiet tone that we hear, and the woodwinds have this rendition of the themes that we heard earlier, right. which signal this change of the excitement at the beginning to almost sadness and grief at the end. too is that we see these new shots of ireland and even when we see sean in prison now we have this solo with low notes and you really need to hear this part this woodwind uh section that leads into this kind of viola solo here because right. it really is important to hear this because it really to me communicates exactly what sean is feeling And I just love that viola solo, and I also love that they ha incorporated a bit of a harmonica, just very briefly at the end of, because, you know, the viola solo plays twice. Right. At, at the end of each viola solo, they play a little bit of a harmonica there. And also what's interesting, too, is the amount of percussion instruments and things that they used. Right. There's a lot of changes, especially with bells and things that we've heard earlier as well, which we forgot to mention. Uh, but that is also something that's really interesting, and also kind of, goes with this change in style that we've been talking about. And what I find interesting about this track and the name of it is these two words really kind of are juxtaposition. We have terrible and beauty, which don't really go together. And no, also, they're opposites. I mean, right, exactly. And the themes that we hear in this track are opposites. We have this theme at the beginning that signals the end of the war, but it changes into themes that we've previously heard. It gets louder and louder and louder. And it almost kind of represents going from what looks like they lost this battle to really kind of being a celebration of the independence.
and I love that little Irish jig that's incorporated in there, meaning, you know, they gain their independence, right. they're happy again, and, you know, we're transitioning into this strings with a very high woodwind part, because, you know, and then we start hearing Maggie, part of Maggie again. Right, and actually, what's interesting, too, is right before we have this ending, we hear this brand new theme we've never heard before. Right. It's the 30-second section that we hear on the woodwinds that we've never heard before. And this is actually when Sean, the playwriter, comes to Indy and Remy as they're leaving on the boat. And then right after that, the Maggie themes rendition plays. And it's a complete surprise, right? And it really has, it ends on this low G note at the end. And it really, to me, kind of concludes exactly the ending and perfect portrayal of this episode. up the score for Ireland 1916. Right. A beautiful score. You know, I love many of the songs. Fight in the Bakery is a great one. I think so as well. And especially, I know something that I liked is just overall, to me, what I think is so underrated and what really is really important about this score is just the fact that I think it pairs perfectly and communicates, it's really story driven. Yeah. It communicates exactly what the story is really all about. And that will lead perfectly into part two. Which is London 1916, composed by Joel McNeely. And we hear this uh, completely, entirely different style of music that portrays uh, basically this relationship that Indy has with Vicky. And that starts off with Oxford 1916. <laughs> I mean, Oxford has to be probably one of my favorite tracks of all time. And it's crazy, right? Because it's only 23 seconds. Yeah. And what I actually found interesting, and which is why I like this track so much, is because, think about it, it's only 23 seconds. That's how important Joel McNeely thought it would be to incorporate a 23-second track. Right. Just I mean, with Indy traveling to Oxford, right, we hear this really, really great theme. And it reminds me a lot of John Williams, kind of an Austrian march almost. I yes. feel like I'm in Vienna. And it sounds like Mozart, something he would create as well. And again, the brass have strong accents, and it really gives it this triumphal feel. And you feel that throughout this 25-second track and all these kind of little notes that they have here. It's just so short, yet so complex. And it really, to me, conveys the location of Oxford, and especially... That ending with the B-flat major chord, oh. that right there symbolizes that ode to classic, classical music. 
Right. You know, without Oxford being included, we wouldn't really know why the second part of the episode with Vicky is so important. Because, as right. you'll see later in the episode, Vicky becomes a very important part of Indy's life. Yeah, definitely. And especially considering that, we transition into what I think is really kind of an overall theme for this episode is track two, Countryside Courtship. And the first part of this uh, starts with this eighth note cello pattern. Yes. And the violins and flutes have this really nice melody uh, that really kind of communicates uh, Indy and Vicky and their time that they spend together. I just can't get over that cello part because, you know, it's a very interesting rhythm right. and, you know, it kind of like alternates between like some violins and cellos and right. violas. And especially considering, too, it's not too much of an important part. No, it is But again, you consider like what gives this track the style and style's important, especially considering what's going on with Indy and Vicky during this scene. I mean, they're walking around Oxford, they have that picnic, they're strolling through the streets. I mean, because that's really what's communicated through, through this entire track. Right. And, you know, then we start hearing this part with the clarinets when him and Vicky are having a picnic, right? Right. They're out in the fields having a picnic. He's very happy and basically having the time of his life. Right. And it really reoccurs throughout the entire episode and, to me, really conveys an emotional tone. This track as a whole really is kind of comprised into three parts. This first part that we hear with the violins and the flutes, second part here with the clarinet, and then the flutes kind of have this happy and sad theme that communicates the tone and relationship as well in this third part here. Yeah, and you know, because the flute and the strings really, it indicates Indy's relationship with Viggy. Right, because it appears so much throughout, like... Whenever, whenever you see Indy and Vicky on screen, you hear this music. Right. I and mean, that's what's important, like, especially considering when Indy and Vicky meet, right, with the suffragette meeting at the bus and all that, we even hear it a little bit then, too. Right. And so I think the more that they know each other, the more that we hear this track throughout the episode. This, what I would like to call the Vicky theme, basically. Right. You know, she's riding bikes with Indy. You know, right, just having the. They're both having the time of their lives. Right. You know, <laughs> and you know, then all of a sudden we lead into what is called a Zeppelin attack because right there's this big blimp coming over the town, basically casting a huge shadow. Now, something to note: these tracks don't appear chronologically as they do in the episode. For example, Countryside Courtship. That's more kind of a main theme. It's kind of like Adventures of Mutt from Crystal Skull. Right. You don't actually hear Adventures of Mutt ever. No. It's compiled themes from the entire movie. Right. And so Zeppelin Attack slash Meeting Vicky is really what appears first before Countryside Courtship. And it's interesting because it reminds me a lot of Last Crusade. Yes. And especially going from Countryside Courtship, we had this clarinet and flute theme. And now we've kind of got this scary tone. The brass starts. And it almost kind of gets upbeat. 
And what I love here, too, is during the scene, he's on the bus. And then he's, you know, he says, is that a Zeppelin? And Vicky goes, no, it's a time traveler from the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> and what's hilarious about that is because, you know, they have this very kind of almost scary theme that we haven't heard yet. And two, also, the flutes and the violins have this minor key as well, which is very interesting, and you need to hear this here. I love those heavy strings that really right. indicates, you know, the Zeppelin's presence. Like, right. as soon as you hear the track, even if you are, like, you can be blind and be listening to this, you would know exactly what is going on. Right, because it, it kind of communicates almost like chase music. That, right. John Williams style, that's something that he always does. And Joel McNeely is a composer, and we'll hear this as we go throughout the show as well. He likes to use a lot of tracks based on John Williams music. Right. And especially the suspenseful tone as well. It's kind of important, which also is interesting considering the suspense and kind of uncertainty that we know from the Zeppelin riding over London. just cannot get enough of the clappers they use in that part and the strings and then we end with this very sad tone right right which is kind of like basically what we already heard originally in countryside courtship but it happens remember right as vicky falls into indy's arms right right as the zeppelin starts dropping bombs right and they're in london and they run through the kind of that back alley area yes and remember they give a strong look at each other right and then Vicky gets up quickly, right? And the oboe has that theme there, which is very interesting. And we definitely, if, if you notice, this same style reoccurs. That didn't really happen as much in Ireland. No, it, it did. It's a different rendition. Here, it's the exact same style that we hear. track to me is very interesting because it doesn't really go with the rest of the style that we hear from the other tracks in this episode but what i want to talk about specifically which is i think probably one of my new favorite tracks from the entire soundtrack of the show is war of words
beginning track is what we used in the beginning of our show today uh, with the quote. Uh, of course, the Battle of Languages, right. more words, hence a really creative name, by the way. Got to give credit for that. Uh-huh. And I can't figure out what the tone of this is because it's really interesting. The violins start with this great theme, and the dynamic is interesting, too. And what I want to talk about specifically is what I like about this track is I like that they included it here on the soundtrack CD because if you notice, it's almost background music mm-hmm. in the actual scene itself when they're having uh, coffee and, you know, they're talking and talking about the languages, traveling around the world, all that. Remember, they're having that language kind of discussion, and they kind of get in that small battle. And that leads in to exactly what we hear with kind of this second por- portion and part where the woodwinds start, and it almost, to me, reminds me of Tchaikovsky a little bit. Yeah, And it sounds very similar to that kind of style. It gets faster and faster and quiet, and the language battle starts, and you hear this kind of build-up to the final part of this scene in which... Of course, Indy doesn't know Welsh. And as this music continues and builds up, it pairs perfectly with each and every language that they continue fighting about. And I like the ending there with the clarinet, and that leads perfectly into part three of War Words, where we start with this nice cello part, and this is right. really when the language competition is intensifying. heating up! <laughs> right, intensifying. <laughs> right, exactly. And, right, you know, the cello starts, and then it really starts getting very upbeat and intense. It's a, it's a lot louder and harsher as it comes in. The, it's an awesome, cool sound that I oh, like it is. as well. And especially considering, like, listening to this, you know, meanwhile, I'm laughing off in the back, right? right? <laughs> because I know exactly what's happening in this really brilliant scene with a great score. has to be probably one of my new favorite tracks just because it's very very ingenious to me because of all the different parts of the track that are being used and especially the way it goes with the scene so well and the next track that we go into is suffragette meeting and suffragette meeting is an interesting track which is really just kind of background music i'm it's interesting to me because if you really think about it suffragette meeting is kind of going off of the actual meeting itself and so it's hard to hear the music really and it actually is really kind of similar to some of these other themes that we've heard previously. interesting about suffragette meeting uh also along with war of words is both of these were actually background kind of source music you don't really hear these that much and especially considering the suffragette meeting and what they were trying to accomplish 
I thought the music really went well with the style and the tone and the kind of the feeling that everyone in that auditorium was really experiencing. And that is really a lot of what we hear in Celtic Love, which is the second to last track uh, here. And the themes come back basically, this is kind of a rendition practically of Countryside Courtship, yeah. to be honest with you. And the violins have this more mellow tone. And to me, it really communicates the story and the imagery. If you remember, they had that picnic, as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. They're walking around Oxford. They're telling each other stories. They go to Miss Seymour's. All of that stuff. This, to me, is kind of a summary of that entire story. so beautiful and at this point you know Indy and Vicky are basically falling in love with each other right I mean they've been falling in love the whole episode but this, but is, this is really kind of when it communicates through this song right and when they actually realize it themselves right and that leads right into proposal part one and we start with this really light flute and then some strings because Indy is at the restaurant with Vicky and right and some... this is kind of the theme for when they're talking at the restaurant right and as we can hear, just conveyed by the music, some stuff is about to go down right here. Right, and especially considering this is the part in which Indy really kind of experiences and realizes these two contradicting elements of love and war. And we talked about this in our episode review, and that's definitely kind of portrayed here as well, because this music really pairs well, again, with the conversations that they're having. as well is really really interesting because it really kind of defines exactly the scene that's happening here and as we transition to this next section here this is when vicky really explains why she can't marry him and if you notice there's this strong brass theme that happens and you'll notice and hear the exact part when indy looks through the window he grabs his fedora and has one last look at vicky as a tear is coming down her face and it's such an emotional part. And it gets me every time. Yeah. It really does because, remember, he throws the ring as well, and we hear that too. And all of that stuff in that scene, you can hear just by listening to this track. And I think we need to play it for you right here. Because, you know, right. and just, it's so sad because, you know... You really feel like you know what Indy's going through. Right. We know what Indy is going through and, you know, he throws the ring and, you know, then we see him at the train station, right? Right. And 
as he's on the train pulling out of the station, he sees Vicky turn right. and walk away. And that leads right And into... they look at each other. Right. Just that look at each other and that woodwinds that have that sad tone. They leave the train station and they look at each other dead in the eyes. And that kind of is a transition into the Warriors. And to see that be the end of Volume 1 in the early years is quite powerful. Because if you really think about it, this is the end. This kind of is a great conclusion, and especially the, the emotion conveyed in this track specifically is very, very powerful, and especially is interesting considering all of what Indy and Vicky have gone through and all these themes that we've heard, it ends with this track specifically. another one of those tracks like Proposal because right. it's just so sad. It's a beautiful ending, don't get me wrong, but it's so sad because, you know, we'll never, I mean, we never see him and Vicky ever get together, which would have been the perfect couple, by the way. I think, I mean, we will, yeah, definitely I think it would have been an interesting couple to see, but again, I mean, to me, what I find interesting about this entire score as a whole for London here is to me, it communicates these contrasting elements of love and war what do you think about that because if you really think about it that's what this episode really is yeah i mean it really is it 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 really explains in depth why love and war don't go very well together right they don't mix and that's kind of that whole theme here and to me this episode to me had a brilliant track with the first one being composed by Lawrence rosenthal on the volume four cd the second being composed by joel mcneely on the volume two cd and overall, Max, what were your thoughts on this entire soundtrack in this episode? It's Ireland, it's beautiful. London, it's beautiful. And I don't think they could have made a better soundtrack for it. If they had decided, let's say, to rewrite it for some reason because they didn't like this, it would have been worse. I think, yeah, they did it perfectly. I don't think there was anything wrong with any of these tracks at all. I think it was well done. Uh, definitely the effort was there. I mean, there was a lot of work and time that went into this score, and especially to communicate everything that's going on in the scene. And again, we've talked about this many times before. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. What is so important about an indie-style adventure is the music that indie goes through. It is that final piece of the puzzle that really ends and really kind of communicates the ending to really this indie adventure. Yeah. And specifically when he goes to Ireland and when he goes to London. And that really wraps up this week's score review. Yeah. It, again, beautiful tracks. Go take a listen if you haven't heard them before. Right, and hopefully you enjoyed the samples that we played. We're going to be doing this again. Uh, the, we have, there's a lot of episodes that have some unreleased music coming up. Again, if you enjoyed this, we have a lot more music to share with you in future episodes. Uh, these score reviews will continue on uh, as we go through more of these Young Indiana Jones episodes. And I know, Max, you're interested as well in a lot of the unreleased tracks yeah. from the Indiana Jones films, mm -hmm. which is very interesting as well. So we will definitely do that at some point. Again, of course, uh, check out the website for more information about the podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week, as always. Once again, I'm Max. And I'm Will. And until next time, so, so long, Dr. Jones. Jones.